Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from Across the Pond. It's our resident regicide specialist of the pod, DL. Death to the King. How are you, mate? Attica! <laughs> what is Attica from? I'm not 100% Attica! sure. Attica! I don't think you're Attica. Thing, though. I'm Googling that right now. You Google Attica, it right now. Who yells Attica? Anyway, Death of the King. Death to the King we and all of those things. We believe in Republic. Guys, if you hear any noise in the background, that's because the resident feline of the podcast is trying to get in the room. So don't worry about it. We might be joined by a special feline guest. We'll we call won't. it a podcats. Yeah, we won't. Because it's a thing. You'll die. I made it a th- Yes, I will die. Absolutely. How you been, DL? What have you been up to? I've been good, man. I've been... Uh, Regiciding all over the place? Yeah, killing kings. <laughs> We don't believe in them in America. I don't. I can see why. I, I actually do not agree with taxation without representation. I'm 100% with and you on that. I'll tell you what. Please. The queen is still taxing me here. Uh, she's and dead, I don't so feel she's represented. Not. She's definitely dead, Whatever. so she's not. The, the Henry. Is it Henry now? <laughs> no. Who is it? Charles? Keep, yeah, there you go. You one of these names. The you got One of these the fucking old motherfuckers out there. Doddery. Taxing me without representation. I hate it. I hate every I second of it. I can't believe it. This cat is yumpy. He's real um, jumpy tonight. Um, yeah, dude. What have I been up to? Well, you know. Oh, we've, we've been up to stuff we've, together. We've done a lot. We've eaten a lot. We've had a lot of food. You've had a birthday a couple weeks. To I, you, I'm just. You're making yeah. it last. I didn't, I I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't like the, all the spotlight. Uh, Stop it. You know yeah. I hate this. So we uh, we did uh, Mark Norman. Comedian. Uh, yeah, he's a comedian. He's God, a, he's awkward. I love him. <laughs> you think he's awkward? Yeah, he's got this. I weird think his delivery shtick. is just like very like. I think it's a shtick he has. I think yeah. he like it's the way he moves and like he's very like. It's his think, comedy persona. Yeah, totally. Sure. It's like a robot. Like he's got that like jankiness to him. Very fun. Yeah, he does. He does, he the does fist this little in the air fist in the air. Like yay. Mark, Mark Normand. Yeah, he's so he's kind of like one liners, but like with a bit of a through line with some of them. I quite like him. He's not. He's not like a story comedian. It's kind of like a monologue. That yeah. bounces everywhere, but isn't like about anything. I didn't think about it that way. Like That's it does so right. feel like he's just monologuing. Yeah, in a good um, way. Yeah, no, not in a bad way. I so I mean we've talked about this. I I love comedy when it's more like through storyline and it's it's a long form story that you go on a journey and you go on like twenty different side mm. side like notes. You take a, a route left or for no reason, but then eventually you come back to the main story and it's like. The final joke culminates the whole story. That's my favorite kind of comedy. Yeah. It's really hard to find nowadays. I like comedy when it's funny, <laughs> personally. But you can, so you not can take podcast. all your theories and Highbrow storytelling yeah. and just make it funny. And to be good. fair, absolutely. The guy we saw first was an uh, Australian dude. and He was absolutely awesome. He's a bit bogan. He came on and I thought he was going to be real bad. I'm fat. Yeah. That was like his first words. And poor. Yeah. I was like, okay, dude. I was like, yeah we, yeah, we can see both of those things. What do you got going for you? You, definitely <laughs> dr- you dress like both of those things. Yeah. I mean, are you funny? Because if you are, that kind of negates both of the last two. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was and a lot more theater. It was good. We should absolutely do more comedy. I feel like... Yeah, I'm going we don't, next week. We don't do enough of that. Yeah. Where are you, who's seeing next week? We got like tickets to this open, it's not really an open mic. It's like a, a place where they have reoccurring comics, but right. it's like a local thing. We got it for a buddy to do for his birthday again. Um, Regular stand up. Yeah. I like that. That's but it's awesome. not like a named, like, it could be bad, could be good. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> cheaper than the last one. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, bang for your buck. I'm sure you'll get more, but I'm sure there's going to be a couple of Aki's. 
Uh, I we, we need to take we need to take more advantage of Sydney Comedy Week when it rolls around. Like, yeah. you just got to buy like a bunch and hope for the best. I'm sure Comedy Week's got a lot of good comedians. They've got like a lot of good comedians. It's like a it's a pretty famous. Yeah, thing. absolutely. My my favorite one was I used to do Edinburgh Fringe Festival a lot, which mm. is kind of, feels kind of like the original comedy festival. Yeah, because it's English. Yeah, of course. Everything. No, English but it's actually Scottish. Original. I'll have you know, that's not English. It's British, though. Mm. And we're going to be talking about that today. But uh, effectively, we saw a bunch of weird stuff up there, including one which had the weirdest name of all time. And we went because we were like, this is so weirdly named. We just have to see what it is. The guy's name was weird. No, no. As in like the name of the show we went to. Ah. This is a comedy show, remember? And it was literally called The Lollicost. Now... (laughs) I feel like that's hard to get away with. Well, I mean, only a comedian would try. <laughs> only a comedian would try. Yeah, like it's not like a politician's <laughs> game. <laughs> like, hey guys, if you want to hear us chat and shit about our days, feel free to stick around. There will be time codes in the description, though. You can jump around, skip to the main topic, skip to the different parts. We've got some fun bits of stuff to catch up on. Yeah, we do, and pass on the pod. We need a. Uh, we need five star. Need that five star, baby. We are. Uh, Without many. This podcast is like a hot potato, <laughs> some might say. We are without many, but yeah. it's obviously... You're getting Shakespearean already on me. I love brow, it. so... None of this is highbrow. None of it will ever be highbrow. The closest we got was when friend of the show, Reeks, was on. And even that, we managed to drag him down to our level. Yeah, I which think I that was never the Wi-Fi. Thought we'd be able to do. Yeah, I think that, I'm going to blend that in the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi dragged oh, us down. Dear. DL, what have you been up to, buddy? What's been happening in your geeky sphere? Uh, beyond, you know, seeing Mark Norman, which was, you know... One fourth of one fourth of Protect Our Parks. If you don't know, Joe Rogan's podcast with Mark Norman was a great, great, uh, great time. But I'll beyond have to check that, that out. well, yeah, you should. It's it's quite funny. They just get really fucked up <laughs> and talk shit. They they literally just get hammered. I mean, that sounds exactly like yeah, what we should. Pretty be funny. It's uh, and just a bunch of comedians. What else, dude? It took me like three weeks. But I finally got through the first episode of Sweet Tooth season the first two episode, <laughs> and I think given if that's any context, I just don't know if I'll go to the second. Wow, three weeks for an hour long of television. So Gail so- and I kept looking at each other like, surely we're on episode four by now. It was like <laughs> thirty minutes into the first episode, and we just kept going back. It's like that's not a good sign for the show. So you were getting you were watching like ten minutes and turning it off. I don't know. It felt much. <laughs> I feel like it's actually it, a seven hour. I feel episode. like it was like a time vortex, bro. <laughs> I don't know, but it felt like a Christopher Nolan movie. I was like, surely we're done. It's like, no, it's the beginning. You were in or a Christopher Nolan end? movie watching a show. So as in like your time was dilated. Dude, every, I, yeah, it felt like, yeah, I felt like time was moving it's at hilarious. a fucking snail's pace. So you're not you, going to finish this series. I don't think if that's any indication. But you liked the first series, if I remember correctly. It's all right. Yeah, it was, this is definitely, I mean, it's gotten, it's, it's hard to get over the little kid animals. Is it, are they weird? Some of them, the, some of them, like the costume design is just so bad. Really? That's interesting. Like terrible. Huh. Like, like shockingly bad. Like worse than like a Disney, Disneyland outfit. You know, like wow. goofy. It's like, like, it's like worse than that. Are they really? I have to check these out. Dude. Send me some pictures. I want to see it. Check I'll, that yeah, out. We'll post them on the Instagram so you guys can see too. plenty of crappy ones. I've been a bit anyway. crappy on the Instagram recently. So. Speaking, of, speaking of crappy though. Oh, great. I did a thing this week, which was actually a lot of fun, right? Mm. So I I actually guessed it on another podcast. Uh, nice. It's called The Superhero Cinephiles. The nice. 
The episode isn't going to be coming out for a little while, so I'll, I'll replug this later down the line. However, I did watch the movie that we talked about. Now, yes. you can guess it's about superhero movies mm-hmm. or TV shows. Fantastic. Really good premise. Perry's a great bloke. However, I thought it would be funny to what, to pick something shit so that we would have a bit of fun and a bit of banter about it. You so, do like to do that. In my wisdom, yeah. I chose that we should talk, we should talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. Why would you do that to yourself twice? Exactly. I don't know. And it was, but it was a lot of fun breaking it down with Perry. We chatted, chatted a lot of rubbish about that movie and got on a lot of tangents as you do. But hindsight, I didn't like that movie. (laughs) But we already knew that. Go check out our pod on it. But you really do like to put yourself through. I like making fun of things. You know I do. You know I do. Like I'm going to do today. What else have you been up to, buddy? Uh, The Little Mermaid. Oh, holy hell, you I went to see that. see that in theaters. Yeah, it's a rough week this week for my show. <laughs> I'm looking at no, this list. T- talk to me because it I... Was di- it's dire. Sweet Tooth, one episode after fucking three weeks. The Little Mermaid. Because I heard this is getting like rave reviews. Like, I mean, it's, pro- it's probably not for us. Rave reviews. for the people it's for, it's getting good reviews. That's shocking. It's not very good. Is it not? No. Is it just the original again? Well, not only that, it's it's just like worse in every way. Oh my god, how how? Because I'm racist. That's why. No, <laughs> it's just not very good. Well, you said it. I mean, that's yeah. gonna be a clip on the it's Instagram. Not very just good. you saying I am. Yeah, I am. I, it's worse in every way because I'm a racist. <laughs> no, it's actually just not like. First of all, the songs are like all lip synced off. Oh, interesting. You know, like in animation, you can draw them the way you need to yeah. draw them, but like. When someone records, it's just the way they record it, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the film. So it's just not. It just feels a bit off every song. The main guy is such a drama queen. And <laughs> I want... Isn't he supposed to be significantly younger than he actually is? Maybe. Yeah. Like I don't it. know. He, has, and... he hasn't got a great CV either. He was in Little Women, A Dog's Way Home. Postcard from London. Dogs I don't know home. any of these. These all dog's way home. Like, I'm. Mean, you, you just name that. Like, these all oh, sound that, that old time back. classic. Mm. A dog way, a dog's way home. I just said what was there, but I hear uh, at least uh, Halle Berry, Haley Berry, however you pronounce it, is, is that the main actress? Yeah, is yeah, really she, good. In she's it. all right. Yeah, she gives like a solid performance. She's fine. Um, well, I mean, good. Like, at least she, the haters can go. Yeah, no, like she's she's definitely not the worst part. She's probably one of the better parts. Well, my they favorite... did flounder so bad. Oh, really? He's just a fish. <laughs> you know, like how... isn't he just a fish? No, but like... in the movie, like or in the animated movie, he's like characterized. He's big. He just literally looks like your average fish. Oh, that's like so... it could be that fucking Joe Bass on the wall and See, flounder. That that's interesting because that's kind of one of the things that a lot of people call out is the key problem with these Disney remakes, especially the animal focused ones. I mean, predominantly yeah. animal focused yeah. ones. Which is most of them, in fairness. When they're trying to like cartoons, you can do big expressions and the eyes go huge and whatever, and they like yeah. their mouths look like they're talking. Yeah. Whereas when you like the Lion King, it's a real ass looking lion. Yeah. How do you get that expression? You, you can't. Exactly. You can't. It's not there. The what I will say, as well, is the the original songs, like the new yes. ones, are just terrible. Really? So they're not good they're in the just new Just not good. Like so no, the original songs are good, like the new originals for this movie, like the ones they've added. Oh wow, so they're are, they're awesome. Yeah, they always do that. Fuck. They take one away and add a new Hectic. one. They got to do something. It's never as good. And anyway, I think the singing was why I don't love Disney. There's good singing. Like the original songs I was like down. I, they're good. They're like oh, I mean like I like they're Aladdin. really well composed songs. Sure. Like all the original Disney stuff. So these new ones are kind of like in between pop and like one of them's like almost like a rap. Ugh. It's just bad news. And then if I can just continue on this rant. 
Please continue. Look, I'm all for diversity. Sure. And you think this is going one way, but it's not. You're going to zig and zag me. Poseidon is Mexican. Javier Bardem. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Hispanic. Hispanic, Mexican. yeah, of course. One of Ariel's sisters is a redhead. Okay. Ariel is black. Another sister is Asian. And then, like, the fourth is, like, of an indescript race. One mom, and she's died, and we don't see her. There's no woman in this world that could produce <laughs> this level of diversity in a family. Well, no, the only thing they don't have is a Mexican girl, which is the only one that would make sense based sense. off the parentage that we see. <laughs> so what you said, what you saying is to me that he's been hoeing around since she passed away. Either Poseidon, either Poseidon a hoe? is a slag. Like yeah. either Poseidon literally fucking fucks around. He could. Or Disney has gone too far with the wilderness. <laughs> you tell me, viewers. Which one it is? I think it's Javier Bardem. Like he can. He he, Poseidon's be. been dipping his pen in many inks. Precisely. Of varying. He's been flavors and ethnicities. He's been wetting all of those inks. Yeah. He's. I mean. Yeah. Look. <laughs> it's a kids' film at the end of the day. Do you think kids? But would dude. Like it? I and, think and most kids would be like, "Why is her sister Asian when she's <laughs> black and her dad is Mexican?" Like most kids would be like, "This doesn't make any." I don't sense. think everyone's you, DL. It's not even me, bro. Gail looked at me. And she said, "What's going on?" I was like, "Disney." <laughs> I don't fucking know. And then, like the last scene, dude. I kid you not. It's like all the mermaids and the normal people all together, and it's like there's literally a mermaid for like every race. Yeah, I was like, they literally they like color coded it. Like alternate color person skin tone, it's it's so and they're all Poseidon's. It's thoughts. so obvious. No, those are just random citizens. Okay, right. it's a multicultural like uh, hectic kingdom, I guess. But they, it's just it's just funny like how much they've taken that to the to like a degree where it's distracting now. Right. Okay. Interesting. Like it takes you, in, in my opinion. I mean, um, that continuity of being a specific person's daughter. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to nail that, right? Maybe uh, maybe I'll maybe I'm too upset, but it just it just cracked me the fuck up. I like that because she so goes like sister, this. and it's this redhead, and I'm like, and he's like father, and it's just like this very starkly Hispanic dude, and it just I just couldn't help but giggle. Maybe. I was like, do you guys not know what's happened here? Your dad's a hoe. Like, <laughs> maybe it's like Loki. Maybe he stole them from all of the races he uh, destroyed yeah. on his way to power, or just magic, I guess. Yeah, yeah let's just say magic. Let's yeah. do that deal. Yeah. Anyway, I love that you're so passionate about this. What else did you watch? When do you get this passion about anything when i'm forced to watch the <laughs> like today's film yeah i did a couple of other bits i'll, I'll skip through the first one because we've talked about it very recently uh shout out again to another of our episodes but we i i was hit up by one of my friends who hadn't seen it yet and asked me if i wanted to rewatch guardians of the galaxy volume three i'm clearly on a tear for guardians at the moment and it's it really held up a second time i'm just gonna say that like it's awesome just as poignant uh there is a great video I just watched on YouTube as well about how the first Guardians of the Galaxy ruined the MCU. If I can find it on YouTube, I'll, I'll post it with the with this content. Mm -hmm. And basically saying that like it was so different, it was so good, it was so edgy that not only did every film after that try and ape its humor, that like, every film after that could never quite live up to it. So it, because it was so different, it made the rest of the MCU look a bit drab and a bit bland. Hmm. I like that idea. Like I'm when not did it come out? behind What it. came out after it? Uh, so it was one of the first of uh, it's one of the first of the second phase. So I think it was like Iron Man three and then this. I think. So like all the Captain Americas were before it. No, that came out after. Those are different. 
that was a different good so yeah. mm. I think there's a lot of the sci-fi space ones that just don't know what to do. They yeah, all want to be guardians. They don't know what to do. Completely agree with Which that. is like actually kind of fair because like that's what you've decided space is, right? That's the yeah. that's the part of the MCU that came to be space. So yeah. it makes Agreed. sense that they try and kind of but like it's just hard to do and not come off badly, I guess. Trying to ape something look yeah. like something else, like a bad copy of a James Or well, it just they're just not. Like it's not even just that it looks like it, it's just like the substance of the plots are just not as good as well. So Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Do you got a last one? No. Little Mermaid and Sweet Tooth. That was that was my week. I got, I got one more for you, big guy. Don't worry about it. And you're going to like this one. Uh, so you can get into this one. So we finally finished season one of Yellow Jackets. Hmm. Now, let me tell you what I think about this. Let's hear it. I actually really enjoyed it. The thing I found most interesting was... The episode, I think it was episode nine. Yeah, I guess it was episode Sh- the nine. shroom episode. The shroom trip. Yeah, it's a great episode. And I think that was the the hop, skip, and a jump that we all needed. Now, when you get to the point where you see them all going a bit feral, even though it was on a trip, you're like, "There it is." Now I get it. And it was so interesting seeing them trying to kill the young blood, the guy who um, <laughs> Travis, Travis, and they're all he like has chasing some him. fucking hilarious one liners. He got he got zinged in that episode. He, he gets the horny chick, and then he gets like, yeah. like what is happening for you, bro? Yeah, he had a he had a he had a, quite an experience that that episode. Absolutely. But how about the how about the part where they're all on their periods, and he's like <laughs> with the blood hive or something? Oh my god, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I died laughing. <laughs> he's, he's i like, like i like him the he's super like yeah i like him a lot i was really let down by the way the who felt like the main uh character died i can't remember her name she just sort of like froze and i get it and it's actually a really interesting subversion of it's all the expectations you expect something else to happen completely yeah. and it was but it was it felt like a letdown but in a good way like yeah. i was like oh that's how it happens but i was like Actually, I quite like that you changed, that you made me, you, you zigged and I thought you'd zig and you zagged. Yeah. Also like that, there's, there's more, like I, there's more to come, I'll say. With her? Just in general, that like, that informs that finale. Interesting. So I would just say that like, it's, yeah, keep watching. So let me, let me preface for you what I would like this to be. Yeah. So this is set up and like, and this is just me like wildly hypothesizing. This is set up as if there is some weird dark magic cult thing yeah yeah okay right so let me what i would love this to be is that they lean 100 like like they did with a couple of these where they they you think they're gonna go one way and they just take you a different way i want them to really lean into that like as into the point where you're going like i can almost see the black magic here and then at the end of the show it turns out that it is just one or two people who have undiagnosed psychological issues at, of some description and they are ju- uh, and they are unchecked. So them psychological issues mm. are allowed to roam free, and everyone else thinks because of the situation that it is black magic. So they're going along with it when really it's just unchecked issues, which I think would be fascinating and a real interesting sort of like insight into how humans are sheep and how they just go along with things. Yeah, I think uh, I don't want to say too much because I know more than you, but I think that. I hope they keep it adequately ambiguous. Sure. I don't want it to be clear either way. But I think by the end, they'll have to make some things clear, surely. You never know. I like the ending scene of how Natalie gets like kidnapped. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That was, that was, did you hear what they said at the end of it? 
Uh, not, not really. No, what do they say? Remember there was like that chick that Natalie's like cornered at the bank. That's like she went to AA. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was and like, she's like, you, you better go get me this information. Yeah, yeah. And she, that chick calls, leaves a voicemail for her, and you hear right, in the background. Like, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, who did you tell me to look up? Like, and it's like the people lossy. are following yeah, yeah. me, and it's they say, and who's Lottie, whatever. Yeah. So it's this chick that's in the yeah, yeah. other timeline that you didn't know was Lottie. And then at still. the same time, you get the flashback, and it's her. She's like leading the cult of. It's yeah. like her. Misty and another girl. Misty's all-time character. Okay, she's cray. She's fucking so cray. cray. She's so funny to watch, though. Watching her, kid- she's my favorite character. Watching her kidnap in the future the <laughs> the report, whatever. She's not a reporter. What is she? She's like a an investigative type yeah. person, and then eventually kill her. Yeah. Hectic. Creepy. I was I was expecting something weird to happen. I, I I thought maybe she'd been like seduced by her. I thought she'd like maybe changed her mind and she was actually going to tell her story. Yeah, man, she's creepy. She keeps flipping and flopping that girl. I don't know what to do with her. <coughs> That's the fun. That's the fun part about it. How her, much does the young version of that character look like the older version? They of that did character? Per- They did well with everyone except for Natalie. Yeah, but agreed. I guess the point is like you're supposed to like be like, wow, she has really yeah let herself done a lot of cocaine yeah <laughs> like i think they use cocaine in that but i think they, they do were edging towards that she was on harder drugs I, think, I mean if you do cocaine every day i'm sure you could look pretty bad yeah no i'm not, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you it's like I'm they're all they're pretty it. hard drugs I'm sure. i feel like it it would have been better if it was something stronger i'm sure that she has dabbled yeah sure of course yeah i like i, I do like that though like she really looks like she's had a hard hard yeah, paper around that sure. girl the, I think the best one outside, actually, Misty's probably the best young to old. Don't love the Thaisa young to old, but. Really? I thought that one's good. It's all right. I thought Shauna, Thaisa, young Shauna's to old is good, really Shauna's good. Shauna's a really good one. And then the rest are like, uh, yeah. Man, I did not see you it coming that it was the husband who was. And it was pretty well telegraphed, I think, as well. I think so, too. Yeah, I agree. I didn't either the first time I saw it. I was I was thinking that she when she went to see the other guy the the fling I was like it's not it can't be him like it's too no obvious way. yeah it, well that's what I was thinking yeah. like this show thus far hasn't been this straightforward like she sees the glitter she's you know what I mean so, yeah what are your thoughts about the fling it was weird I got I got where it was coming from though like she thought she was been betrayed and all she knows is like she went a bit feral almost because of you know her instincts so she yeah. just went and did the same thing back to what she thought he was doing. Do you think there's anything more to him? And I'm, I say this without any knowledge. Who? The guy she was having a fling yeah. with? Maybe. Maybe he was a part of it. Yeah. I think, you know, that would be interesting if he there's, was actually a There's a theory a that, like, I don't want to... It's like a theory that is known. Yeah. So And you've seen That's the first right. season and it's been out. So I'll say it now if you're okay with it. Sure. Uh, there's a theory that he is Javi. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I could see. I, I wondered that actually. Yeah. And there's a, and it's because of the couple of the cuts, the way they cut it. That's the younger brother. The younger brother of Travis. At the end of the first season, Javi, they can't find him. So yeah. I'm not sure yeah. what happens there. In, but I mean, in the winter as well. Yeah. Like, it's after the big snow as well. So it's like, ee. yeah. It's, it's a little bit ox. But look, yeah, yeah. It, it, it got us towards the end. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I still think the episodes are too long, but that's <laughs> that's on, a personal dude. thing. Like, that's what, uh, it just oh. it just seems like it goes on that f- ten minutes too long. I disagree. Which but is we no, can no, that's, that's fine. I like that you disagree with that because mm. I'm excited to see how it comes next. And you say Sean Sharp's up and been the next season. I, I think it like it goes pretty. I actually enjoyed the first half of the last season much more than the second half. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get there. So it gets straight into it. It's pretty good, and I think it's not as good as the first season, but it's still good television. Well, we'll get there, and I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate you not giving too many spoilers. I'm doing my best. 
Hey guys, what we like to do now is we like to talk a little bit about what has been happening in our geek sphere in the news. It's not really news. We usually find it on Instagram and stuff, but we call it Have You Heard? DL, have you heard this week? Speaking of Chris Hemsworth, he apparently admitted uh, at the premiere of one of his new things that Thor 4 got too silly. Can you believe that? I think uh, I think he was asked about the recent criticism from like the likes of Tarantino and Scorsese for like Marvel movies. That's and not he, even recent. That was old. The Tarantino ones more, but yeah, yeah, he got asked about it, and and like apparently, like he took that shit really seriously. Like it made him really down. What did he? What did Tarantino say? I can't even remember now. I think he's just the same. Like it's, you know, it's all nonsense. It's too serialized. It's ruining yeah. cinema. I think he was the point he was making because obviously Tarant- Tarantino is the only person who can make cinema. I mean, it's definitely not ruining cinema because whenever he puts out a movie, we all go to see it. Yeah. If it was ruining cinema, I'd be like, people wouldn't go to see your movies anymore. I think it was sort of saved a lot of cinemas in the end because mm. people went back to the cinema to see Marvel movies, you know, like as bad as some of the new ones have been. Yeah. That's what was keeping the cinemas going. Yeah. I don't agree with what his take was. But anyway, that's Classic funny that he took, it to, he took it to heart. Yeah. I mean, mm. he seems like the type of guy who would. Yeah. He's got that. I feel like he's a big personality who like seems to be really genuine. Oh yeah, for sure. And he's one of those few actors who can be like really funny and really dramatic without coming off like absurd. Yeah, absolutely. Playing both ends. Unless he's um, in Ghostbusters, which is a bad film. He's in Ghostbusters. The female remake one. Yeah, he was. I didn't know that. He was like the secretary. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good casting. Yeah, really good casting. Is is around the time he was doing like Men in Black and all that sort of okay. stuff. So like peak attempted comedy from his end did you see that the rumors around the fantastic forecastings they've been talking about these for a while all of them or just the well like i the adam driver i knew one. the margot robbie and adam yeah, the driver margot robbie is what i was hearing interesting i've heard about i mean that's been around for a little while i didn't now, know that i just saw it do recently. you like it i feel like it's a bit too obvious i don't like it no i feel like it's so 90s <laughs> it's very let's pick a big star and hope for the best yeah, i think it's very 90s yeah i'm not a big fan because didn't they have jessica alba in the yeah. 2000s one yeah just like substitute blonde chick yeah. yeah although saying that though in the comics she's a lot more agency like she's a real character no one's saying she's not i'm just saying it's another i'm blonde. just saying that it seems very like the fantastic four from the early 2000s where they're like haha hot chick let's make a joke where she gets naked uh i just it's not very uh marvel it's just not very, like, adventurous. Like, it's not no. very, like... It's pretty, like, oh, I guess that's exactly I, I really, what we would have expected. I really liked Kate Mara in that role, even though that was a bad film. We've talked about it. Oh, God, she Fan bugs me. I didn't like her. Really? I like her. I only liked her in uh, that one with House Kevin Spacey, cards. House of Cards. Yeah, she's good in that. Yeah, she's great. She, I, look, I mean, she was bad in that movie because it's a bad movie. But, like, I feel, as a choice of who to play that character, I thought she had potential. Yeah, maybe she's not when... very like mean. Yeah, she's like a mean, like a mean, like most roles she's in, she's mean. She, she yeah, okay, right. She's got a meanness too. I'll give you yeah. that. Maybe I like that. Maybe that's something I'm into. I'm not saying I'm not into it. I just don't see her like. <laughs> I've never seen her play a role where like she's like like a bit because isn't Happy that character meant to be more like charming? It changes over the years, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. The whole the whole good thing about the Fantastic Four is the family dynamic, right? Mm. Reed and Sue are effectively like the mom and dad and the other two are like bickering Yeah, kids. I just don't see her as like a motherhood figure. I don't see Margot Robbie. But then that's what they're both good actors, so. Margot Robbie I could see. The other one I just see her as a bad bitch. Like, oh, she'd be <laughs> crazy. You know, like in a good way, but crazy. Great gray. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't mind it. 
But did you want some weird news this year? I love weird news. I don't have any. I want to give you a piece of weird news. Yeah. It's my turn this week. We brought the weird news back, baby. All right. So, weird news this week. Speaking of old timers, Scorsese, yes. do you hear this week that one of his favorite collaborators, Al Pacino, is having a baby? Do you know how old Al Pacino is? He's like 80 something. He's 82. <laughs> That's too old to have a baby. Good for him. I actually do have a weird news. I saw this week. When that, ba- when that baby's yeah. 10, he'll be 92. How God, is he going to father God that baby? willing. Yeah. God willing. He'll be 92. <laughs> He's, he, like, that's obviously an accident. I mean, I, don't, I mean, yeah. Blood would still be pumping, so there's no accidents in that. No, I just mean, like, not the fact that he's boning, just that they weren't on birth control. Yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, no that's... way he wants a fucking squalling child around him at 82. Yeah, he's got enough money to just like let someone else look after it. Yeah, but like that's again like squalling you child. Don't want that. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> he doesn't Imagine want at 82 that. like you wake up in the middle of the night so yeah, like, change That's nappies. just like not what he needs. Like he doesn't need to feel like the guilt of that either like oh, I'm never going to know this kid. Like he probably it's an accident. I would I would Well, maybe don't you, you tell Al do you think? I'm just saying, like, if you're a betting man. I just want to see you tell Al Pacino that I, I, I would, your kid is I an accident. Him, I would say, I'd be like, <laughs> surely that would, you know, you're just like, oh, I tried to pull out, but no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> surely, Al, your senses men- just aren't what they used to be. The mental image of Al Pacino not pulling out is going <laughs> to haunt me forever. I'm not sure that's ever going to get out of my psyche. Yeah. I'm going to be sat, I'm going to be lying on a psychiatrist's sofa in 20 years saying, uh, I can just imagine his dusty old balls slapping stop against Stop it. Them. Now we can stop. <laughs> in other weird news. Give me two weird news. And they wee- both wee- involve wee- pregnancies. Oh my God. What's the other one? Did you see that for the first time in history, no. a crocodile has been found to have made herself pregnant? What? Yeah. This can happen in certain, like, I think like, Certain geckos and certain, like, uh, let's see, let's, 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 let's read this news. Virgin births or parthenogenesis have been documented in birds, lizards, snakes, and fish, but never before in crocodiles until this zoo in Costa Rica had a virgin birth with a crocodile. The this... fetus was 99.9% genetically identical to the mother. Is this it had no father. crocodile the second coming of Jesus? There is multiple religious cults already, <laughs> already. Prophesizing, prophesizing that this croc is Christ cometh. Wow. Yeah. So Loki I made that up. Is uh, the, the Christ cometh. That's interesting. I just well, look, let's get back to geeky stuff, GL. Did you hear this week? Beyond the Spider-Verse, so the follow-up to the movie we talked about last week, Across the Spider-Verse, has actually got a release date already, and it will be coming on the 29th of March next year. That's quick. You reckon it's already done? It's got to be mostly done. I reckon the I reckon the script will be done. Otherwise, the writer strike would surely push that back. Yeah, for sure, the script's done. I just meant like, are they just waiting because they want to like delay the release? Interesting. I reckon like it's already I, done. They're just like, we're not going to release it. They'll probably the still month. be working on some of the cinematography like and stuff. Barely though. I mean, it, you'd expect it. Like it's quite far. It's quite far down the line. I don't think it's finished. I think it's like eighty percent. Saying that though. Across the Spider-Verse was supposed to come out like a year ago. So I'm saying. So maybe they've been and working on And they're just the like, scripts. fuck, we can't yeah. release it right after. We're still getting money from people re-watching the other one. That's very true. I mean, they definitely yeah. want to do that. Let's make yeah. as much money out of this as humanly yeah. possible. Saying that, though, it's dropped at a hard time. Like a real hard time. Like The Little Mermaid came out this week, obviously. Let me tell you. 
And then the Flash Leon's comes out next week. Oh my God, a little mermaid. So, <laughs> you're so angry. How can you still be this angry about it? It wasn't good. Well, anyway, DL, did you hear this week? Did you see this week? I think you did. The Captain America 4. It's got a new title, big guy. Did you hear that? No, that- but let's hear Anthony McAnee. Ma- McAnee. McAnee? Anthony McAnee. Anthony Mackie goes to the brave, new city. The yeah. brave new world. Yeah. <laughs> I quite, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. What is, what is it, actually? That's what it's called. A Brave New Captain World. Captain America 4, The Brave New World. And they also released a new set photo of Mackie on set with Harrison Ford just jesting around, you know, looking like they're having a good old time. Yeah, he's just not for me. Who? Harrison An- Ford? Anthony. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. Did you yeah. see his Twisted Metal TV show trailer thing he did? No. Wow, it was interesting. Thank you. And I mean bad. Sparing me that. Yeah, don't watch that. Have you, did you did you also see that a lot of fans are like hypothesizing that Gwen Stacy's trans? Yeah, I've seen that. That's interesting. And actually, there's like a fair amount of evidence. I don't I don't think they're saying that she's trans. I think that her story I'll, represents a trans. Some people are saying by oh, okay, doing that, they're hinting that she's trans. Okay, interesting. And you know, like her her hairstyles like do change throughout the movie, don't they? Pretty. I mean, not much, but yeah, a little I bit. I think they do a bit. Anyway, it gets longer. The um. The, well, tell me about the theory then. What? How does the theory stand? Well, it's just because. Her dad, well, A, she's got like a protect our trans kids flags in her room. She and does. At, and her dad, once he goes through his transition, has that on his badge. Interesting. On his, a flag on his badge. And the color palette, when she goes through that, mm. is is that same uh, trans flag. The other side, of it, it's like, and it's like a very much a story about convincing your father to accept your belief in Absolutely. your identity. Right. Which is like kind of like a pretty direct illusion, I would say. Absolutely. I think that's great. I'm more I, like I really like that. That could be something they've done here. It, it gives a voice to people who maybe didn't feel they had a voice in a movie, which you know it is. It does feel very hetero, very you know, everyone is the assigned gender. So like I'm cool for that. But most telling, her white cop dad wears trans colors on his uniform. Uniform. No fucking cop is that much of an ally unless they have a trans family member. Jeez, <laughs> the, we are there. This community wow. is known for their soft takes. Of course. Anyway. No spiciness um, there. Yeah, but I, I did like it. I and, any it final cool. bits of news, DL? Uh, Tom Holland has taken another break from acting. Uh, when does he Did act? he do one before? I think this is just something he announces every year, so <laughs> he no longer has to act. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, guys, I don't want to act anymore, so I'm just going to continually. Well, I basically don't want to be Spider-Man, so if I just keep saying this. The interesting part is the timing of this. So, like... The year would lead up to when they probably start filming that next Avengers movie. I mean, if they ever well, they get can't. to it. Also, because they were just about to start writing it. But exactly. So yeah. the Spider Man, I mean. It's interesting. I like to think that he's kind of going, I don't really want to do Marvel films anymore. Please let me out of this contract. It's pretty funny how he's like only done, what, five? He's done it. Yeah. Actually, he's done, he's done more than you think because of Wait, all the Avengers. He did three, he did two Avengers movies. Barely, though. Yeah, one, he, one was well, I mean, barely. he was dust for one of them. I mean, he was pretty big one in Infinity War. No, but it's the the one that was like introduced him. Civil War. Oh yeah, he had a cameo. He's barely in that. Six. Okay, six or six ish. I mean, he's done. He's done his time. I guess there's so much more to tell in his story. Oh, Spider Man's king. I I I talked about this in my recent YouTube video. Plug for our YouTube channel, Podcast Assemble. Uh, I released a YouTube video about the best cameos in Across the Spider Verse. Mm. If you haven't seen it, guys, just just go and see it. It's, it's amazing. But my main cameo point, and I won't talk too much about what it is or who it is, but it's really hinting that this next movie could 
lead to a live action Miles Morales, which ends up in the MCU. So um, I'm thr- I'd love to see that. I mean, would if Tom Holland Peter- doesn't want to do it, let someone who does. Would Peter Parker and him have like beef? No, it'd be banter. They'd be like mates. Yeah, be like stop, my. It's almost stay like, out of yeah. Queens. It's almost like he's a he's a mentor figure to him. So it's usually a slightly older Peter Parker in these. So I think mm. almost you kind of need Tom Holland to age up a little bit. You'd be like, dude, and, stop looking so goddamn young. And grow. And yeah, probably grow a little bit yeah. would help as well. But yeah. Hey guys, look, if there's any news we didn't talk about, which you think we should, hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. We love when you send us memes. Tag us in them. Do what you want. Send them directly. We love it when you do. Yeah. DL, do you want to preface our main topic for this week? Our main topic, to be or not to be, is That's not the part of this play, film. <laughs> but it is the same William. All right. So this week we, you know, we decided, we, we knew there was a bunch of superhero stuff we were going to do. So we're like, let's just chuck something weird in. Do something and, heady. Yeah. Heady. Like we looked up like all of A24's films and I literally didn't know any of them. Interesting. Like, like by name, I was scrolled. And there was like, in this list, there was like 50 of them. And they all had like a plus 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my days. Did you notice that? That list I sent you? I didn't look at the list. You said that. Yeah, I looked real hard at the list. I saw they all had plus 90%. You lied to me. (laughs) You lied. Uh, You lied. Anyway, they're all films I did not know, except for (laughs) the tragedy of Macbeth. Which we are going to be talking about today. Which we did talk say that we wanted to watch a while ago so i was like let's try it yeah we've given it we've given it some air time yeah. uh do you have a super plot from radio i do macbeth black edition <laughs> oh my god the black album. how about how about this macbeth in black oh my god the black album but it is like you know it's, yeah it's, it's in different. black and white it's yeah it's a black and white film <laughs> mine is a bit different mine is a tale about the spiraling consequences of a man's actions, which delves into the themes of violence, hate, and the inherent darkness within humanity. Oh, wait, that's a synopsis for No Country for All Men. This is, this is obviously Macbeth. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same film, just with uh, Denzel Washington. It's very similar. Do no you Country guess? for All Men is it's an assassin, isn't it? Same themes, same and he tones. Discovers whole, like whole a, way through. He discovers like a bag of money. I'd rather talk about that film. If you want to. I feel Can we talk about if, that if I've never seen it? I feel as if it's very different. Similar tones Temptation, maybe. Tones and themes. Maybe. Tones and themes all, I just talked to you about the tones and themes deal. It's all there. Do you want to guess me the IMDb score for this? Murdering a king, picking up a bag of cash. Very different things. The IMDb score would be high, high 90s or 9s. It'd be like a 9-4. Ah, you're way off. It's 7-1. Is it really? Yeah. That's it's not. That's, you, we'll, we'll talk about it. Do you want to guess within the Rotten Tomato score? 92. You are bang on. It is 92. Blind nuts, squirrels, all those things. We've talked about it in the past. That was two weeks in a row, dude. Now, I'm going to ask you if you can guess for me the Metacritic score, but can you guess for me firstly the critic score, which is a mark out of 100, and then the user score, which is a mark out of 10? I want you to, I'm going to split it in Metacritic? We always talk Metacritic, yeah. There's two scores? I didn't know that. We, we usually just do a, com- a combination of the two, but this week I thought this reflects more my feel, uh, like our divide. 40 for the... No, the critic uh, score. The critics would be high, be 87. It is 87, like yeah. absolutely bang I on. I think I saw it. What about the user uh, score? 42. It's 7.1. So I think that wait, reflects... Wait, like literally 7 out of 100? Out of 10. Oh. Okay. That'd be that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. People really didn't like this movie. Uh, I think that reflects kind of the 
difference between us. Like you like the heady stuff, and I'm. I don't. I, I give mean, like, you're not gonna get a fucking version of Macbeth that's like easy to digest. Like you got to know that going into the movie. It's like Macbeth. Like this is it's like it's not like full not, Macbeth unless though. it's like Macbeth for dummies. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's like, and that's an audiobook, not a movie. No, I just thought it could have more of a modern take on it. This is just here's the original script. There's not a lot new about this, but all right, this is director is. Joel Cohen, which is interesting because not only is this our first Cohen Brothers movie, but this was the first solo directorial effort by Joel Cohen, and I really find that interesting because those two usually come as a package deal, and I think he wanted to go out on his own and do something a little different. Mm. Uh, this movie also received a bunch of nominations for Oscars. So best actor for Denzel Washington, best production design, and also best cinematography. Now that I get behind the cinematography. Cinematography and the production design was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. We'll, we will talk about it. But this, of course, Denzel Washington as Macbeth. We have Francis McDormand as Lady Macbeth, who you know from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I don't know her from that, but I believe that We need to put that it. on one of our lists, yeah. by the way, because I have not seen that film. Uh, Alex Hassel is Ross, who is actually translucent from the boys. Do you remember translucent who gets exploded from his butt? Yeah, yeah. He's in this. I call him out Banquo. I didn't really know Banquo. Brendan Gleeson is Duncan. Corey Hawkins is McDuff, who you might remember from Black Clansman. Dudley Dursley is Malcolm. Malcolm is Dudley Dursley. And the other one I wanted to call out was Catherine Hunter as the witches slash the old man. Yeah, she's good. We're going to talk about her in a moment. But before we do, dear. It's time to bring back an old favorite. Now, we haven't done this for a little while. Bro, I know which one you're going to show me for the IMDb picks. We're going to talk goofy IMDb pictures, baby. Yeah. It's back. So, I, But have you seen Brian Thompson before you give me your nomination? Which Brian I think I know Thompson? Where's Brian Thompson? Scroll down. He's one of the murderers. He's one of the murderers. Hang on. It is fortunately not Brian Thompson. He kind of could be. He is from Mortal Kombat. So we've talked uh, about him previously. That's why his, his headshot is that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So... Let's quickly introduce, before we do, the current MVP. Now, the current MVP DL, you will remember, is from Inception. And this was Immigration Officer, Mr. Alan Hale. Now, can you just quickly remind the viewers, listeners, of what that is? He's just having a beer with a mate. With a random old dude. And a jean shirt with a tie. In, like, the grainiest, worst quality feels photo like, I've ever feels seen like in my entire life. a Kodiak, like... A Kodak. Kodak, yeah. Kodak film. <laughs> from like the 80s like the, just, the like yeah. the click it's terrible click yeah. it's an awful picture uh no, but this though this is a real contender so this is the challenger which is susan berger who is lady in waiting can you explain that picture to she the looks audience like she's uh a contestant on jerry springer <laughs> You know what she looks like? She looks like she's, she's at one of those, you know, those pastoral things in in the States where they're all like, heal, and they're like wigging out and like their eyes are rolling back in their head. But, or maybe she just like has fallen asleep, but with one eye open. Kind of. Like, DL, you know. who do you think is the goofiest design? <laughs> I think it's her. <laughs> is, there's nothing about this picture that you'd want in your IMDb. Why would you want that in your IMDb as the first I don't picture? Know. All that said, Susan Berger, maybe next time, change your pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. DL. Questions before we get into this then. Yeah. Do you have a connection to the play Macbeth? As in like, did you do it in school? Yeah, of course. Do you it was have like any a summer like... project? We had to do like a whole journal so on we it. We never did summer projects. I'm pretty sure I not only didn't read it. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just basically like what was that thing called? Shakespeare made Shakespeare easy. Love. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah, like yeah. a tool where it's basically like the page, the original Chat GPT is the original. Yeah, the original Shakespeare text. Then it's like literally translated. Oh, perfect. And it was like I'm pretty sure I just read it that way. I wish. I felt guilty about doing it though because it was like such a historical. Like, it's so famous. I was like, I should learn this. Why? But I guess I was just summer and I was like trying to go party. I was like high school. Yeah. I was Why like, wouldn't I, you be? I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't want to read this nonsense. Shakespeare it's, made it easy or some shit. Yes. Well, look, this yeah. is obviously Macbeth. You know what Macbeth is, guys. I did in high school too. I really. I didn't care for it in high school. It was nonsense then. It's nonsense now. Do you want to give me the plot? It's not nonsense. It's a Scottish lord becomes convinced by a tree of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland and his ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power in a tragic tale. A tragic tale. Of assassination, murder, betrayal, and unrelenting pursuit of ambition. Oh. I made that up on the fly. Yeah, I liked it. That was good. I liked that. Unrelenting pursuit of ambition. Very good. I like it. I think, look, this isn't a modern portrayal of this. Like, I came into this hoping it would be like... You mean dialogue-wise? Or? Definitely not dialogue. I mean, like, the costume design. I mean, I like the costume design, but none of it's a modern portrayal. Like, none of it's that interesting. Well, it's meant to be set in, like, medieval Scotland. So. The thing I really liked about this, though, and we're going to talk about it a fair amount, I think, was that it somehow seems to bridge the gap between, like, a stage play yes. and a movie. 100%. And I found that really fascinating. Yeah, it's very much, it's super intentional, I think. Yeah, I completely yeah. 100% agree. Like, we'll get to, we'll get into yeah. the reasons why in a little bit, but the fact that how it's shot, like, the framing of a lot of the... the is the view of, like, is what the, you'd see exactly. if you were in the theater. It's Even, like, each shot, when it changes, it should be, like, a different... And the sets, like, they, mm-hmm. they do look big, but they also look, like, kind of small. For, like, the scope of the scene. Like, you don't think you're going to see something that comes from way up far out. It's always blocked to the frame. Absolutely. Um, it kind of feels like the type of blocking you would get at a stage, play, yeah. but in, like, a way higher budget. And I really found that interesting. Cool. And the use of black and white, so it, like you mentioned it's a black and white film. I think the use of black and white really helped that <clears throat> and leaned into it. Yeah. Some of the stark contrast in it, you knew, like, your eyes were drawn to it rather than like and that was a key thing for me the whole cinematography vibe really made this for me but let me ask you a question let me ask you a question yeah lady Macbeth. she's she's just got a mental illness right like what is it yeah she's there's something wrong there well for sure i mean she just like he like mentions this prophecy and she's like yeah she's like she's like put on the murder train yeah exactly like, like there's something going on there that's like, not let's normal. jump on and never look back like nobody mentions murder and, and she's she immediately goes, like stabby 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 <laughs> like instant reaction he's like there was a witch he's like murder all the kings <laughs> don't stop in scotland go to england i think canada's got one like she went wild dude and not only that <laughs> like she made she tried to convince him like like completely genuinely that it was like the right thing to do. Oh yeah. Zero remorse. I think like, cause again, there was no easy reads by Shakespeare. I was just watching it. I'm sorry. I've missed, I've miscommunicated this. She's a psychopath is what she is. There's no remorse in her. She just goes full stabby. She's like, how do we stabby this guy harder? Yeah. And not only him is, 
servants. Yeah, because she wanted to kill the servants as well, didn't she? Uh, Yeah, there's something seriously wrong there. What do you think, what do you define as a tragedy, Tommy? Why is it a tragedy of Macbeth? The tragedy was that, I'll tell you what the tragedy was. The tragedy was that whomever was doing the grooming for this left their eyebrow pluckers at home because (laughs) I don't know if you saw, I've written Banjo here. That's completely wrong. Banquo's eyebrows. What on earth are Banjo's eyebrows about? Banjo. He's going to be Banjo from now on. That's the joke. It's fine. I don't know, man. I think he's the, you got to love Banquo. He's the, he's He's what? Well, he's the foil to Macbeth for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's fine. And Macbeth's eyebrows are, Pretty tank. Pretty normal. So, yeah. yeah. I guess that makes Good sense. Good beard, though. Solid beard on Denzel in this. And Banjo is, I don't think he's clean shaven, but it's not. He's great, got a bit of stubble. It's not a great he's been beard. A, he's been in so a war. Maybe, yeah, it's about the same. Well, I, the reason I say that is because when we kick it off, we see them after a great military victory. They're jovial friends. Absolutely. The whole beginning is a bunch of generals after a victory. And him and Banquo, Macbeth and Banquo, are the only two that actually see. Really, the really witches. see the witches and At their all. prophecy throughout the whole movie. Other than, other than Macbeth, he's the only one that sees them um, and acknowledges them. And due to that, I think he's set up to be the foil. Where one sees that and reacts, continues to be loyal, continues to be you know normal, yeah. puts puts ambition, doesn't think twice about it. The other kind of dives into this, you know. Well, I mean, he's led very far astray by his stabby stabby wife. I mean, it's tough. If you if he had the eye, the, the banjo eyebrows, perhaps yeah, very Adam able and to Eve stay there. on track. How they portray the woman, very well. Sorry, Adam and Eve, like she's the temptress. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I think that is that must be one of the themes of this. Yeah. I just put a note here, and you'll like this. This movie it is so so a twenty four. Like, yeah, it couldn't be if more. you yeah if it you could just more. put something on on like a plinth and say what is this you'd be like oh yeah that's a24 i i liked it man i'm not saying I didn't like if it. i was like super stony as well i'd have liked it more i think it'd have been really, really creepy and weird it is a bit but creepy i probably wouldn't have like understood half the dialogue i think i think one of the things that really helps this is it's quite small scale so like we talked about it having sensibilities of like a, a stage show or a play the fact that it's often not more than one or two people in a shot at any time like really helps times, it. Yeah. yeah, really helps it. So do you want to jump into performances then? Give me a little bit more about what happens in this plot and then we'll jump into performances. So yeah, they see the three sisters. Uh, I guess they're the fates or whatever you'd call them. Witches of a kind. Yeah. They proclaim that he's going to be, you know, the king. and uh, Thane of Cordor. The Thane, yeah, whatever that means. It's yeah. A, yeah, I'm sure it's just like the he has, title of king. Yeah, he's got no. I think Thane of Cordor is like he's got. It, it's it's like being like sovereign of like a piece of uh, an area of the of the UK, Scotland. Yeah. Um and yeah, we we see Macbeth struggle with this and the king, this newfound kind of inception of ambition in him. Oh, I like that. It's he goes, it. he goes, and he acts on it. And we follow well, him on this the journey. Inter- the interesting part is like he gets this and he he, he brushes it off and he's like, I don't, I, this is nothing. What yeah. is this? And then he gets a message from a messenger boy who effectively tells him that the king has made him, what did I just say? The, thing. the Thane of Cordor. That's yeah. what he is. Well, yeah, I forgot and, about that. And, yeah. and all of a sudden he starts going, well, if they got that right, maybe they're going to be this. else right. Fate coincidence and he sort of brushed it off again and then he sends a message to his wife saying hey guess what i had some good news today 
And his wife texts back immediately, been like, <laughs> go stab him. <laughs> and she she like, just, well, doesn't she like read the letter and she's like burning it and already like planning she, massive murders? Psychopath. Like just no instantly after reading the, like, I got a promotion. Great. Kill the CEO. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, imagine I know what'll get you hired. Just murder the CEO. We should try and remake this in, in the, like the office setting the context of like <laughs> an office. <laughs> like imagine like Dwight gets a promotion and his girlfriend's immediate like responses. Kill the CEO. Yeah. Like fucking poisonous coffee. Exactly. It's nuts. Yeah. I, I, for the performances though, like I really wanted to call out Catherine Hunter, who is one of who is the witches. She puts in this like nuts performance of like, she kind of sounds like me right now. Yeah, she sounds a little <laughs> bit like, like or Phoebe from Friends when she's got a cold. <laughs> but she has this great tonal diversity to her in her performance where she actually plays all three witches at once. It's almost like a split personality at one stage. She's talking to herself. She's she's concocting this uh, idea to incept into a best head. I really like the idea of incepting. He, she kind of did. Yeah. And she plays all the sisters at once. And then there's... There's shots where you almost see like her shadows, who are the other the other the witches, other three versions yeah, of herself. And she has a great physicality to her, like the way she's moving is almost like like a contortionist. Yeah, it's got like another otherworldliness to it's it that is fascinating, creepy. And she's quite. In, she's also a Harry Potter actress, by the way. She's Mrs. Fig. She's Mrs. Fig. I didn't think Mrs. Fig was that flexible. No wonder <laughs> Harry wants to go there every summer. Gross. <laughs> He's a he grown didn't boy. He didn't want to go there. He's a grown boy. Didn't he hate going there? He said he hated uh, going there, but I think deep down he's like, she's so flexible. He hated everything <laughs> about Dursley Lane or whatever. So it you was. thought you, you private drive? You private liked? Drive, yeah. You liked the performance of the witches? I thought there wasn't a bad performance in this movie. Oh, okay. Other than maybe Deadly Dursley. Interesting. I didn't love him in this. Yeah, he just wasn't really much, was he? He wasn't very valiant. He wasn't very. I, but I guess his face kind of fits the setting. How did a little you bit feel? Inbred. How did you? Feel? Yeah, he's a little bit that. Looks a little bit inbred, noble blood. Who stuff. who did we say recently is the perfect actor to play an Matt inbred Smith. role? Matt Smith. Maybe yeah. they're brothers. They or maybe like, they're <laughs> whatever. They're something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to speak on such. Maybe they're things. brother fathers. <laughs> you know, it's not for me to say. This what, is taking some weird turns already. The depths of Bogan, England. But. Wowza. Uh, I really wanted to call out that as much as I really, 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 really like Brendan Gleeson, this yeah. felt really phoned into me. He just wasn't present. Like He's barely in it. Yeah, and he didn't. He got murdered. That was it. He just kind of goes like, yeah, right, let's go back to the tent. Yeah, right, this is a really nice house. All right, Dude, I'm dying. I think he had like four lines. I didn't love his performance. Yeah, but in this. whatever. Like that's not what I meant. He's like, just a real highlight for me. Like I really like, like the, it. It was everything else. The people that had more than four lines. I did love McDuff in this. I thought he was really great. Maybe McDuck. Mc, Scrooge McDuck. That's what I have him. Scrooge now. McDuck in this. Wow, we've got some Duck. real fun spelling errors Duncan. here. Duncan got Who's Bang Ross. Like I did. I, can I? Can I quickly ask? From Friends. Yes. No. The main. The main guy that. You said I just mentioned this. He is, is translucent, translucent in the boys. But what is what is his actual role in this? I'd never understood his character or whose side he was on. Macbeth shoves a load of C four up his ass and explodes him. That's only, no. I don't actually know. Don't you remember? Like he's like with Macbeth the whole time. He helps the murder of Banquo. Does he? Yeah. Oh wait, no. I get you mean. He's like a messenger. He's like he a like messenger switches. boy. Yeah. What's his go? Then he like tells them about the murder of. 
uh, McDuck's family. Scrooge McDuck's family. Yeah. yeah. Little, little he's buttons. he's he's almost a bit like uh, plays he, both sides. He, he? Yeah, he feels a bit like almost like one of the witches people. See, I think feel like he's always in the ears of people trying to push them towards yeah. certain things. Yeah, just, unless it's just he's like aspiring in, for power himself in the court, just kind of stirring the pot, huh? Yeah, I feel like I like that character, and he so did I. But I, just was, I was just a bit confused. As yeah, to like what he what was what was his play there? I gotta yeah. say the best. Literally, the best performance on this is definitely Banjo's eyebrows. It's almost like he's peacocking in this. Constant peacocking from him eyebrows. <clears throat> he's, if you could do the rocks, so, like, people's eyebrows. I mean, he's got a furrow brows when, you know. Oh, it's, it's a solid set of eyebrows. trying to murder Best everyone. performance in the movie, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would say that Denzel and Lady Macbeth, like, Lady Macbeth and Macbeth are the two best performances for okay for screen time i didn't love lady macbeth in this i'm not gonna lie really she was yeah. so creepy at the end when she oh she was mad. so creepy that she was did so great creepy. i thought i'm not gonna lie to you i did make a joke on the podcast with perry on the superhero cinephiles podcast yeah. the best way to watch thor love and thunder is to watch it while playing zelda and i'm not gonna lie to you okay with about 40 minutes left of this, I started playing Zelda. That's definitely not the way to watch this movie. I, I, I was awake. It's hard enough to fucking I was in it for the action scenes. I know the vague There was only like story. two. Yeah, exactly. You've got, you can't, you can't watch this movie while playing Zelda. It is hard enough to watch this movie just watching this movie with subtitles on. I did it. I did it in high school. I get the plot. I know what's going to happen. I was like, I didn't, I didn't love it. But you didn't watch it. I did. I was. <laughs> I was. Didn't watch I was fifty-fifty, man. Was, let's talk about the pacing then. What do you reckon yeah, about the pacing? Yada 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 yada. Yeah. I'm uh, moving you on. The pacing. He basically kills the king. Pretty quick, actually. You thought it was like two hours? Nearly two hours. Didn't feel like it. Really did. Yeah, it was nearly two hours. He murders him pretty uh, quickly. He gets the murder in so so early, yeah, and in then this. it's like he's mad, and it's like when he straight goes into madness and seeing mm. hallucinations, I'm just mm. kind of like. I was in it. I really enjoyed it. Slowed down at the end for yeah. sure. But, yeah, sure. Um, I feel like the the bit in the middle where he is, it sees a raven and he believes it's Banquo, <laughs> who's just been murdered, was so good, yeah, so well acted. By Denzel. That whole, that whole like boom, boom, boom. It was pretty. The first half or three fourths was pretty intense, and then like it gets to that point where like, you know, they're killing the family and all that stuff, and I was like, this is yeah, that was felt really unnecessary. A bit dark. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder. I I wonder if this was like Shakespeare's breakup record. Maybe he was like he had a really bad breakup, and he's yeah. <laughs> getting all his feelings out on the page. He just took it all out on the stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sad. There's like a really funny story that when Temple of Doom was being made, both George Lucas and uh, Spielberg were going through divorces at the time, so that's uh -huh. why there's so many like derogatory comments to women and like really? <laughs> like. Indy's a dick to the woman all the time, isn't it? I'm like, he oh my really god, was to be fair. Yeah, and Temple of Doom is a douchebag. Yeah. I th yeah, I felt like it certainly slowed down towards the end, but like in not not a way that hindered the storytelling. I th I felt like no, same, same. That was a bit I wanted to focus on. You know what I mean? Like I'm happy for them to fly through it a bit where McDuff's been chanked. You know, I th I do think they're like sorry, not McDuff, ban banjo. I love a McDuff chanking, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who won i know but i thought he was gonna get shanked i i do frankly think that it was a well-paced movie okay that's fine yeah it might have been long but like for considering how long it could have felt yeah like i just spent three weeks trying to get through an episode of sweet Tooth. 
This is literally a black and white film that takes dialogue directly from the play. I think the the dialogue was a bit that really turned like, me off. I, I could I enjoyed but, it. Mostly. Well, let's talk about the black and white and cinematography and world building. Then we yeah. kind of touched on it already, but I think they clearly went to painstaking lengths to make this feel like sparse to begin yeah. with. A lot of the very shots, sharp, yeah, very like just deliberate. Like, that's the way I would describe it. Yeah. I think the the contrasts you get in this are really interesting. I think the super minimalist black and white make mm-hmm. real extremes within this. And I think they play on that a little bit. Certainly in so the the men the, the scene I mentioned a moment ago with Banquo and the and the raven when Banquo's dead and he sees a raven yeah. and believes it's him. The starkness of parts of that shot, for example, versus, you know, him having this mad freak out, Denzel, who's great in that as well. I I know I just said that. I think the light and the angles it uses emphasize parts of the scene so subtly, but so starkly. I really Mm. like that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I just think that the way that it's set up, it's like, it, it just feels really intentional and meant to invoke the um, the original play yeah absolutely okay. like I, we've talked about it a bit but like and it's and it but it's also unique in that like it's not like a play it's like a, they're towering up like yeah it's really small yeah. but then it like goes for eons up instead of being wide yeah and it's just like oh that's an interesting choice like why is this so narrow like it just feels narrow a so lot you, of the time. you think they use verticality instead yeah of, huh? yeah yeah that's interesting which that- is like i guess similar to plays as well like you'll you'll see sets go up above the the sphere of your view just because it was very play. narrow in terms of like the shooting of it it was yeah. certainly not like a like almost like a nolan film yeah i like the I, I like the point that this whole movie effectively was shot on a sound stage so like everything that was there was built you know except you for, tell yeah except for some elements like in the last shots of the movie like most of it was all like an interior and you can tell like it does feel kind of kind of closet not closet is the wrong word sorry it feels feels very close like claustrophobic even when you're outside it's it's got a real good vibe to it i love this sets outside like that one crossroad yeah even though you can tell that's a soundstage it still looks incredible that was cool and i feel like the way they do it i can almost imagine so the way that scene works this is effectively where banquo dies yes banjo dies sorry it's banjo i apologize What happens is effectively like you get this scene where there's a bit of a a discussion between a few characters. They're all saying, yeah, we're going to, it's going to happen now. We're going to kill him. Banjo arrives. They, they stab him. And then his son runs off into the cornfield. I think it's a cornfield. looks like a cornfield. Then he just lays down. That was weird. Why did he do that? I mean, he didn't zig or zag. He just sort of went. Or crawl. (laughs) He just went silent. He just trust fell. I like the. I like when it pulls around and you see him like panicking, hiding behind the wall. I can yeah. imagine like a really clever stage play of this, having a wall which they bring around so that you get the second angle of it and mm. get it, see him panicking there. The lying down, I can never, I, I don't know what the fuck doesn't really make sense. Not a sound strategy. Really? Yeah, yeah. really odd. I mean, at least Rickon ran in a direction. He didn't zigzag, but he did run. He ran. He tried. He, he did his best. He did something. Well, anyway, so what happens then is Macbeth starts to be terrified of all of his subjects. Yep. So he murders uh, Scrooge McDuck's family <laughs> right down to the children, which is really a oh, glowing indictment of his mental health in that exact moment. Yeah, John murder, murder free. The, the descent of Macbeth and Lady Macbeth into 
paranoia and uh, just their mental health unraveling plays out so interestingly. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. And as they get more distant from each other, the worse they get, it seems. For, to the fourth act, they've gone fucking crazy. Oh, big time. She's yeah. full. I mean, like she was, a, we talked about this. She's a psychopath anyway. Yeah, but before she was like a psychopath with like a, the exterior of a normal person. Yeah. Even like the first two acts. Yeah, absolutely. I would say the third act as well. She's like trying to keep him, keep it hidden that he's going mad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but by the fourth, man. Both of them. She's walking Gotta around, wash them hands. Like, washing her hands all the time. Yelling aloud about the murders they've done. Like She go nuts. Yeah. And she sleepwalks as well, which I find terrifying. With the, with the candle. Yeah. Well, Sounds like a fire hazard. Before we move on from like the cinematography world building piece, I really like how they use the environments in this. Because they're like, like we've talked about, it's a, small, it's a small set. One of the key parts of the play is Macbeth seeing a vision of a knife and going, oh, yeah. this must be how I, this must be how I killed the king. Yeah, that was cool. And At the they, end of the hallway. Yeah, they, they used like a door handle almost. Yeah. And I mean, you'd think like that was his house. You'd think he knew that was his door handle. Because is, is he just crazy? I think at this point we he's do, losing we just, it. Himself. That was early. Yeah, this is pre-murder. Do we just think he's just lost the plot? I think his wife's in his head and I think the witches are in his head and he's just, he's, he's so not sure of himself for the first time in his life. He's not sure what's real and what's not. I think he's lost the plot. I think he just, he's losing it. He's kind of just a bit crazy. Let's talk about action then because we're sort of leaning, we are jumping around in this. I mean, everyone knows the plot of Macbeth, but let's talk a little bit about the murder of the king, which I actually quite like. That's quite a psycho move from, um, old mate, old mate sitting at his bedside. Yeah. Just like giving him the shush finger yeah. and then like shanking his, like cutting his throat. Like literally covering his mouth and yeah. shanking him in, yeah. literally like in the throat. Zero fucks Ooh. given. Like it gives me chills, but like I don't feel like Brendan Gleeson really dove into that scene. I feel like he was like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm just going to give it half assed. <laughs> but I don't think that that's the case, but you're entitled to your opinion. It's how I feel. I think the action in this, specifically the way they've, built the sets and they build the action like this scene i'm talking about all later action scenes where mcduff and Macbeth eventually meet uh scrooge mcduck sorry eventually meet Naturally. like it's made it feels made and this isn't a jab at him but for like an older gent like it's small scale you don't see any big battles it like this the fight with scrooge mcduck's on a battlement so like they're it, it's not a huge space for him to be like doing huge sword swings and you know man, it's going not an crazy. action movie man it's no it's it's, it's not it's very clearly targeted for a particular type of viewer completely and i think they they nailed the action within that framework yeah it was good it's a bit visceral um, visceral i love that tell me more that's there's only like two action scenes there's the one where he just Bitch slaps that one. Guy. Yeah, that's so who good. is that guy? <laughs> He's a no he just body. showed up and was like angry. I was like, I don't think I've seen you. This I'm gonna movie. kill you. Yeah, he's like, Have you been born by a mother? He's like, Yeah, I won't die then. Oh, I like that. I love that the confidence. Cool. We didn't really talk about him. the prophecy at all. But talk about the prophecy. The prophecy like flows through this whole film, and like he goes and speaks with the devil, I guess again. So he he actually has another vision with the three witches where they like talk to him, and it's really crazy and. It's like a, yeah, it's really trippy. And uh, they talk about how the person that's going to take over, the, the, the will take from him now that he's killed Banquo, yeah, will be this other guy, Banjo, or Banjo, or but he will not be killed by anyone who is birthed 
from a woman. So like this one guy comes to just challenge him randomly. And he's like, were you birthed by a woman or something? He's like, I don't remember what he said, but he basically asked. The guy's like, what the fuck are you on about? It's like, backhand. And he's like, no, yeah, like, I mean, wasn't burned by a dude. Like, <laughs> so what do you mean? And then Macbeth, like, with question. utter confidence, just like stands up without a sword and's like, I won't be killed by ye. Amazing. And bitch slaps him. Amazing. Great scene. And eventually, actually, it was pretty cool how he shanks him with the knife. Yeah, he, like, full... Like, that's the one real yeah. action he scene you guys. Yeah. I really like that. Like, yeah, made cool. made for Denzel. But then he's faced by his 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 foe, ultimate foe. Not Scrooge McDuck. Uh, Macduff. Who I... Like, I really liked in this. I yeah. thought I thought he was a really good foil. Yeah, and his scene when his family dies, like, is pretty emotive. Like, he played oh, really well. Absolutely. Uh, when he hears about his family dying. and Oh, you mean Macbeth murking them all? Yeah, well, not even like sending out of his paranoia. Men to, yeah. yeah. The, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought he was really good. I thought, uh, it was, it was funny again, like this birthing sequence. He does the same oh, yeah. thing like 10 minutes later. He's like, how were you born? And he's like, ah, oh, but you were not born by man. Or some shit. I, I, I've, yeah, I was fascinated when I first read, read this book. This was the only bit that really captured me in my original read through. Was it? Ju- it's just because he was like, uh, well, it was like an, the, a C-section. It was the original sort of C-section. Yeah. And funnily enough, the first time I read this book was a time when I was really Seems like semantics though. That's still a woman. Oh, massively, it's still from a woman. But yeah. that's, yeah, I mean, still a woman. It came, it, it came to me, and I was watching this about a similar time that I was really digging the Robin Hood. Prince of Thieves movie, mm. where if you remember in that, I think it's made Marion's pregnant at one point and she can't get the baby out. Or maybe, I can't remember who it is. But they, like, Morgan Freeman's character does effectively like a C-section Jesus on the woman. Christ. And it's like, when I was watching, that, that made my imagination just go wild, yeah. thinking about like, oh, imagine, like, even back when I was young, which is a fucking long time ago, yeah. like, hospitals everything was you know sterile everything was beautiful and nice whereas back then could you imagine dude whips out a knife and is like <laughs> i got this <laughs> like the whole thing is like a problem yeah i mean no you die stitch yeah immediately dead. gonna die very dead but like so he he meets his foe banco on the battlefield who is like semantics bitch i'm i'm <laughs> i'm not really born of a woman i was a c-section and then he beheads Macbeth. Yeah. It was pretty cool how he beheads him. I liked it too. Crown flies into the fog. It was a cool scene when he was walking back with just a Macbeth Denzel head. Washington head. In the crown. I really liked that. I thought like someone's probably got that. Someone probably took that back from the set. That's really good. Creepy. Yeah, a bit creepy. It's a bit like when they had the George Bush head in Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Someone's just got it in a set somewhere. That is true. There was just a random bush head. Didn't they have to apologize? For yeah, that? they did. They took it out for a while, but it's it's back in now. That's funny. Well, let's talk tones and themes, DL. What were the ones that really jumped out at you? On the, what I'd love to think of here is like as an adult, what are the things that really got you? Like, I mean, I hate to tell you, DL, you're an adult now. Like, <laughs> you hit that big three O. No way. Um, look, there's a bunch of stuff around like fates and like living with and like guilt and what it will do to you. Um, there's a bunch of stuff around fate and guilt and what it'll do to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think the cooler one is like the corrupting nature of like unchecked ambition, corruption of power, and just like you know the like untapped, like un unrestricted ambition is actually very unhealthy and 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Really just pursuing yeah. your deepest desires and what that can do to you. I, I do like the fate versus free will deepest elements darkest. of this. Like yeah. Macbeth could have just chosen to not tell his psycho wife and he could have just been like, yeah, right, I'll just carry on with life. Yeah, it would have been a good life. But he couldn't, just couldn't not tell her. And then fate takes over. Because like after that point, it feels like he doesn't have free will. She's always going to push him to do it. And if he doesn't do it, maybe she'll do it. It's yeah. like... I I just, yeah. It's a tragedy, right? It's sad to see. It's a tragedy. Yeah. I told you. Bill Macbeth, he's going through his uh, his divorce. It's his divorce play. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, fair enough. There's a, there's a lot. I mean, like we did this in school. There's Fate. a thousand. Yeah, there's a thousand different ones. Guilt. Appearance versus reality. Power. Ambition and, and consequences. Like yeah. it's a de- it's a deep ass movie, and it brings a lot of those sensibilities that. And, and you know what? Actually, if I'd have watched this in high school, I think I'd have been cool with it. I think that what just reading it in high school and some of the crap version we watched. I think from we like had to watch like one of the old ones, the too. dire ones. Bad, yeah. There's, so that it's funny enough. There is one with um, Jude Law in it. Wow, that looks bad. Does it? Yeah, it looks real bad. Oh, man. It's back when he was younger, but looked older somehow than you don't know. <laughs> I think it's how the hairline. Do, how often do they redo this? Like every five years. Or something. But they did it. They did it with um, Fastbender, didn't they? Yeah, in 2015. Yes, yeah, so maybe they do it every five years. Maybe they're like mm. break a leg. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Ben. Let's jump into three best and three worst. What we like to do is we like to give you three reasons why you might want to watch this movie. Three reasons why you might not. What are your three best, Yale? Simple, direct, sharp. Both in like language, acting, the sets, the cinematography, mm-hmm. all that. The the haunt like the haunting Wait, is that all one or is that that's one. Okay, cool. Haunting acting and haunting like just tone. Yeah, the atmosphere is very Yeah. It's very haunting. haunty. Yeah. Haunty haunty. And then yes, yeah, sets in the cinematography are like they pair with that kind of tone really well. Um, and we talked a bit about it, but it's almost like a movie and a, a play in a movie. I like that you're getting deeper and deeper as we're talking. I can't really keep <laughs> my voice is getting worse and worse. No, I agree. I agree with all those. I think the cinematography for me is just like, it's obvious. It's the one thing that really grasps you as you look yeah. at this film. Like even watching, I mean, we talked about doing this because of the trailers and because of how trailers stark really it looked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very A24. We didn't really, we've talked about A24 and trailers and subverting your expectations before, but I think this one was, it's Macbeth. It looks sick. Here's how good it looks. Yeah. Uh, the witches, they were a favorite of mine. I thought that whole performance, especially the first time you meet, you meet that character, set of characters, whatever mm-hmm. it is, just like it's the haunting you were talking about yeah like it, for sure the way she, the way she moves the way that her, it's almost split personalities great tone yeah all of it and i also really liked and we we have kind of talked on this but like how small it feels mm. but at the same time feels quite grand mm. i think they really got a balance right there that seems really difficult to you know way out I think I think I agree with you. I don't know. It's like this juxtaposition of small and like endless. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. What are your worsts? It's legit Shakespeare. Like, that's your worst. I'm just saying. Like, it's not my worst, but it's somebody's worst. Like, if you're going to this movie expecting like normal dialogue, like the entire movie is Shakespearean sonnets. My my, <laughs> like, fir- my first one is who is this for? Fan- like fanatics and. How many people nowadays really fanatics for William Shakespeare? Really? No, there's just like, not fanatics for Shakespeare, but fanatics of art. 
Okay. Like that they, they don't want something that's super easy to process. Sure. Like they want to have to pay attention and not play Zelda while they watch. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a good job. Like I watched half of it. I was like, I was halfway in it. Yeah, go on. What else? No, I think that's that's all I have. Okay. I, mean, I, I don't know what else to do. So I did say I didn't in, didn't love Brendan Gleeson in this. I know I know quite before. Shut up about I love Brendan Gleeson. Give him a break, bro. I he's think he's a great actor. Lines. He just phoned it in. But even so, it's like not like it affected anything other than the first five minutes of the movie. And that's the only bit it really got. Me. <laughs> uh, I, and the last one I said was just, you know, I mean, someone's got to pluck them eyebrows. <laughs> like banjo, bro. Come on. Let like, the man be free. Let the man be free. All right, DL. What we like to do now is we give you our rating system, DL. Do you want to explain our rating system? Aquaman 2018. Not to be confused with the Aquaman decades before. Entourage? Yes. Vinny <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chase. The Aquaman, is it better or worse than Aquaman, which is what we call the most average. I would say so. Mediocre. Middle of the line. Mid-level. I was, I was speaking to someone just the other day. Yeah. In, in real life. Not, doesn't know that we do this. No yeah. idea. And was we were talking about superhero movies, right? And I quickly realized that he is in a similar cycle lane to Lady Macbeth. Yeah. He was telling me how much he really, really liked Aquaman 2018. And something just clicked in my head and I was like, I don't think I can be friends with you. But he likes both of the movies? <laughs> he loves Aquaman 2018. Oh, I thought he you thought said... He thought it was great. Okay. I was yeah. like... Great. You're a psycho. We don't do... Three crowns out of five crowns. We don't do four stabs out of five. Four what we do is we just say better or worse than this really average movie. DL, what do you think? I mean, you don't see witches regurgitating fingers oh, in right, Aquaman. No. I mean, you might. No. There's a lot going on in that film that I don't uh, always I pay attention to. I think this is better Okay, Aquaman. Good on you, mate. I am going to have to disagree, unfortunately, and say from my perspective, I it just gave me Vietnam flashbacks of high school. Yeah, like, acti- I, acting alone makes it better. The acting alone and yeah. like the the uniqueness of the design and cinematography. I just think this one time I want to disagree with you. You're allowed to do what you will. It is. It's amazing. On it's, it's an amazingly thought out, interestingly made movie. I just don't love Shakespeare. I'm sorry. It's just not for me. So what we like to do now before mm. we wrap up is a little bit of true or false trivia. Do it to it. DL. True or false, shooting for this film only took 70 days. Is that true or is that false? feels like that could be true. Well, it's actually 36 days. Wow. That is unreal. Most of the film was completed after the start of COVID. So Mm. you can imagine why they're on a soundstage the whole time. (laughs) Like most films that were created at that time. Look at Black Widow. That looks shit as well. Yeah. Actually, no, this looks way better than that. They they couldn't do, like, patch it up with CGI, though, which is impressive. DL. (laughs) True or false? The black actors in this movie are all American. Is that true or is that false? True. It is true, and it's going against the common practice of Shakespeare. Productions often prefer British actors. No shit. (laughs) Interestingly, especially while casting black actors. So like it's I like that they've at least gone a little bit against the grain. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like this is the perfect amount of diversity, unlike the little mermaid. Unlike the little mermaid. Finally DL. Before you get too angry about the little mermaid mermaid again. True or false trivia. Five 
actors in this film also appear in the Harry Potter movies? Is that true or is that false? <coughs> Five. One, two. Um, I can only think of two. Wow, who can you think of? Who else is in it? Well, who you got? Hit me. Uh, is the main literally the witches? Yep. Gleason. Yep. Who else? You've already mentioned one. Did I? Mm-hmm. The witches. That's one. The witches. Gleason. Gleason. You've mentioned another. Who? Come on, man. You said his face looks like he's inbred. He's inbred. Oh, inbred. That Dudley Duh. Yeah. Dudley. Three. Uh, I can't think of any others, so I'm going to say false. All right. You're, you're right for the wrong reason. It's actually yeah. four. So there is uh, Harry Melling, who you mentioned, Dudley Dursley, mm. Catherine Hunter, Brendan Gleeson, and Ralph Inson. So you remember Ralph Inson, who was actually a big part of the Green Knight. He was actually the Green Knight in that mm. film, who appears in The Death of the Hallows as one of the twins or brother-sister who are psychopaths. Which ones are in the Deadly Hours that are twin psychopaths? Oh, you mean from the from uh, the at the school? Yes, okay. correct. As Amicus Caro. Yeah. So would have never guessed. You were right for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Well done, DL. Ultimately, I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie, but I know you loved it, and that's what matters. I didn't love it. I just appreciated it for what it is. It made me think more than Aquaman does, there which I appreciate when I watch a film. And and I like when we have debate and discussions rather than just liking the same things. Yes, that's always good. It's always good. If you do like uh, this podcast, give us a five-star review. Um, even if we have opposing views, it's sometimes fun to debate it out, and we love when you kind of show us what you think. Hit us, give up. us your Yeah, give us your correspondence, give us your bad stuff. Your Where good can they stuff. find us? They can find us at thepodcastassemble at gmail.com or podcastassemble on Instagram. Two weeks in a row. I know. I'm I feel good. like I need a bell to ring. Just like friend of the show Mark did. Now, friend of the show Mark is a new listener. Thank you, friend mm. of the show Mark. We Welcome. really appreciate it. Welcome. When you get to this, he said he's catching up on our old episodes before coming in and listening to mm. some of the new ones. And he said in some of our older episodes, he wants to know if we're still doing still taking recommendations for TV shows and movies. We haven't done that for a little while, but we will, we we will take them. We appreciate it regardless. <laughs> he recommends watching a great Aussie TV show called Mr. Inbetween. Have either of us seen it? No. He did send a link to a clip from it. It's an older gen who is terrorizing a couple of youths because they're hoodlums and they're, they're out on the streets being little shits. And you know what? I'm probably not going to watch it, but I'm glad that you sent it in. Thank you, friend of the show, Mark. I'm looking at it. 2008 TV series. Scott Wright. The guy looks kind of funny. The main guy. I'm not going to lie. He's got a funny face. Is it a bald guy? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the show. Yeah. That's a clip I saw. It looks funny. 8.6 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, maybe we'll get around to it. All right, FX. Yeah, maybe worth a look. Thank you, friend of the show, Mark. We really appreciate it. And finally, friend of the show, Captain Danger. It's an interesting handle. Messaged us and said, awesome review of the Across the Spider-Verse movie, guys. He believes it is the best comic book film ever. Do we agree with that? And who, he asks, was our favorite cameo? DL? No. (laughs) I don't. Well, what is? Uh, It's got to be like Infinity War or 
I actually really like the the recent Spider Man. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, I don't know what the best comic book movie ever is, though. But it's hard to like say that like a. I think I it know. was Blade. It's three. up there. It's up there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you really? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Who was before we finish? Who was your favorite cameo? Uh. There's so many. Yeah, there were a lot. I think the punk rock Spider Man. Yeah, you really like that one. He's funny. Friend of the show. Captain Danger says his favorite was Peter Parked Car. Now, that was a really blink and you'll miss it moment. Yeah, I could, I could imagine. Straight from the comics. I, I, really I reckon maybe that. the Web Slinger is yeah, my that, favorite. That was the Western one. guys. Uh, what about you? What was your favorite cameo? Oh, you've really got me here. Obviously, I really liked Spider Rex, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well. Of course, I did. Of course, I liked that one. Yeah. I, I really liked the real deep cut of the Spider-Man Lego universe. So that had a lot of interesting things about it. So interestingly, that was effectively like a young kid on YouTube who just created scenes from different comic book movies. Mm -hmm. And they asked him to do this for it, which is really awesome. But the deeper, deeper cut for that, the Peter Parker in that universe is voiced by the guy, Yuri Lonethal, who does the uh, Spider-Man video game for PlayStation. So it's just so there's deep. too many. There's too so many. So it's the yeah. deeper. Inception, Inception, Inception. Go and check out the YouTube video on it. Uh, it's about all the best cameos within there. Not until you've seen the movie, though. Yes. I've Thank you guys for sticking with it. We really appreciate it. We do. We really do. Until next time, man. Uh, laters, Gators, Thomas. Tally ho, dear. Later. Later.